How you going, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fairdinka Podcast. Today in the studio we had Lewis Phillips. He's a social media influencer. He talks about all things running, and we spoke about his journey towards his first official marathon that he did last week. Spoke about podcasting and how he became a full-time creator. Enjoy the episode. Fairdinka. I think there's no better way to start off. But we want to know how's your sleep? Do you sleep well? Yeah, <laughs> how was yeah it? good lads. <laughs> Love it. I I I didn't sleep well actually. No, I've had oh, a wow. had a shocker. Um, since I, I ran a marathon on Sunday. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of training up until that point, grinding, locking in every night. I'm getting eight hours sleep, like making sure I'm waking up at the same time. And then I said, you know what? After the marathon, I'm gonna kick back, eat like crap, yeah. sleep pretty badly, um, have a couple of beers, and I've done exactly that. So I've kind of been on a bit of a, a four or five day bender. Um, so I'm in my best form for you today. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine guilt free week. Yeah, exactly. But take us through the marathon you just ran. Was that your first official marathon? Would you yeah, say? yeah, first marathon. Um, brutal. Absolutely brutal. I said the second I finished the race, I'm never doing this again, but I'm <laughs> saying I'll do another one. No. You just needed a nice sleep and then yeah, exactly. figure out what I actually do it. Oh, mate, it took it out of me. So the, the marathon was the Great Ocean Road running f- race and um, it's like the Great Ocean Road is really hilly. Yeah, so yeah. it's like 500 metres of elevation, which isn't cool. good for your first marathon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then on top of that, there was crazy headwinds. It was raining and it was just like it, a normal marathon's 42 42Ks. This one's yeah. 44. So yeah. they just threw a few extra on at the end. So... Um, it was absolutely brutal. By the end, I was like hallucinating. I was seeing like, wow. like I was looking at people thinking they were like old school friends. Like, oh, what are they doing here? Like, oh, what's that person doing here? And I oh, like, snapped out of it. Like, no, they're not. Yeah, yeah. They're not here, mate. You're just dehydrated and very tired. So I kind of crawled through at the end. Um, and then, yeah, you un- under fatigue, you feel so like, you feel so odd. I, I, I got like hugely emotional in, to, to some extent just because you, you're so like knocked out. Yeah. Um, I was super dehydrated obviously and um, just like the, the four hours after that marathon just kind of feeling my body slowly come back to life was a good feeling. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone doing a marathon. It's such like a feat. It's such like doing a physical feat like that and pushing your body to a point that you didn't know you could take it, I think is like so beneficial. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So what was going through your head during the actual marathon? Because mm. obviously that's two different battles. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of break it up. Like the first 30 Ks, yeah. walk in the park. Most people can do it, mm-hmm. I reckon. It's like, like if you obviously have the base fitness, but like first 30 Ks, pretty chill. I reckon 30 Ks and one meter, yeah. everything just brick plummets. Wall. Yeah. It, brick wall. Yeah. You just like, you, you realise, oh, I've still got like, for me in that case, it was 14 Ks to go. Yeah. And it's like, you, you're weighing that up. You're doing the numbers in your head. Always, yeah. Checking your watch constantly. Checking your watch. Especially after that 30, you're checking your watch. Oh, I must have done 2 Ks here. And you done 500 meters yeah. like, oh, comes a numbers yeah. game after that a numbers game yeah. and then it's like because i've somehow pigeonholed myself into being the running guy yeah. it's like well i can't stop yeah. so yeah. unless i like i literally felt my hammy grab as well i thought i did my hammy and it's like i don't care what happens i'm not going to stop because yeah. it's just like a non-negotiable and for mm. sure as well you've been working your content with i guess your audience and stuff up to this time yeah so you've got that added feeling of <clears throat> Sorry, you've got the added feeling of not just quitting because of like the mental fatigue that you're going mm. through. Also, you've got like content to actually produce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have an audience watching. Yeah, yeah. audience watching and brands yeah. bloody paying me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't run a marathon, mate, what are you doing? Um, and and the running community is is toxic as like yeah. like from what I've found, they don't like a newcomer. Yeah, yeah um, really. and they don't like a little kind of. 170 centimetre tall meatball <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> running a marathon and then also giving advice. So It's like um, an elite group almost, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. mate, feral, yeah. But I'd, I was running the race and I'd have people who watch my content just come flying past me yeah. like, love your tips, Louis. <laughs> 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 mate, I need your tips. <laughs> oh, well, and how, like, so you didn't do it alone, right? How was that? Didn't do, sorry. That did you do it alone or did you do it with a few um, friends? I didn't. I was lucky enough that I did it with two other blokes and they're about like, six foot five both yeah. of them and it's a really windy course so it's like quite selective with who i brought with me yeah. so i just put them in front of me the drag yeah yeah, yeah exactly and they'd break the wind and i'd just sit behind them the whole way um so i did it with two others and i honestly i couldn't have done it without them because yeah. sure, surely that really helped you on the way just pushing and pushing and pushing mm. towards the end yeah we had a goal pace as well so um we wanted to keep our our race our like the the marathon to be under 42k sorry under three and a half hours, yep. which means yep. you need to do a pace of four minutes, 58, which is quite doable over 10 Ks and yep. so on. But over 42, you're starting to like redline a little course, bit. Sure. So it was handy. Like 
when I was feeling bad, someone else was feeling good, you'd, you'd kind of push each other on yeah. um, mm. and vice versa. Did you, did you listen to anything during the marathon? I, <laughs> I, um, so first 30Ks, I did no, no headphones or yeah. no, okay. no listening. Was there a reason behind that? Yeah, just like, because I could reward myself with music yeah. come 30Ks, I knew mm-hmm. it was going to get really tough. True. Um, brand new Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really great piece of kit. No more Garmin? Uh, no more Garmin, but I, so I, I put the headphones in thinking it'll just connect up and, I didn't download something. Oh. I got I got three songs. I'm 30, 32 k's in. This guy's prepared. Three, <laughs> three songs, and it's um, Dean Lewis. Do you guys know Dean Lewis? No. Oh boys, it, it'll make you cry. It's yeah. like the most down, like guitar music, like yeah. breakup music. Yes, I was gonna. Ask <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone was in there like, oh, but this is really sad. I can't change it, and then it just all cut out on me. Yeah, for sure. So that's probably when you started to see your old schoolmates. Yeah, literally yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dean Lewis. Right? I saw something. Um, so yeah, the, the music wasn't ideal, but I noticed through the marathon, it was really like, I'd be be running, I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling really good here, like all of a sudden. And then it just it just gets taken away from you. Sure. Like, you're, the rug pulled out from underneath you and you're like, I feel so bad. And then if you just keep going through them and pushing through it, then you feel good again and then you feel bad again. So you just got to keep like going until you get that good feeling and then expect it's going to get bad again mm. Mm. i feel like nutrition does play a big role but then i feel like it gets to a point where nutrition is just out the window and it becomes all mental yeah how 100%. was it in terms of nutrition preparation yeah I, my preparation is pretty good so before the marathon you want to have about i think i had about 600 grams of carbs so it's wow. like a huge amount how'd you so get that many much carbs my lcm bars like rice yeah. 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 Just, just smashing them. So like everyone keeps recommending the, LCM bars yeah, to us. In the gym, you have an LCM bar, bang, you got heaps of energy. But it's like quick digestible carbs. Was that a oh, footy player right. recommended you? Because no. a lot of AFL players recommended it to yeah, us. Yeah, they do. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, I, thought it, I thought it was a joke. Some guy that we know whose mates are a footy player yeah. would tell us his, one of his diets consisted of an LCM bar. Yeah. And we used to laugh him yeah, off. At least I didn't take, yeah. I didn't take no, it seriously. Not at all, bro. LCM? Yeah. So, I thought it was for his son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. They're so easy to eat as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of those and, and pasta and um, like a bit of pizza as well, but just kind of s- trying to stock up on it. So I got to the, the, the start line on the Sunday and like I felt so heavy. You know, first 30Ks, mm. I, I felt pretty horrible. But what it does mean is in the latter stages of the run, you're not going to cramp up. You're not going to, like, hit the wall, which is the saying. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I had, like, these um, energy gels. They're really good, but I kind of – I cooked it because what you should do is have, like, your first – so you meant to have one every half an hour. So yeah. it's, like, like eight wow. or so in a race. Like, very rough on the guts. But the first kind of um, 30Ks, you want to be having kind of just basic energy gels, which don't have uh, caffeine in them. Yeah. All of mine were caffeine, so it's hundred milligrams of caffeine oh. every time. Yeah, I Eight came times? out. Yeah, I, well, I, it was. I think I missed a, a few that weren't like caffeine, but I ca- came out had like yeah. six hundred and fifty or seven hundred milligrams of caffeine mm. by the end. I was like shaking. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so it's too much. Thomas What's as much as him. Yeah, well, we also but also having it at different times. Like yeah. oh, there's people that take pre workout. They take like five hundred yeah. milligrams. Like there's a new Ghost yeah. pre workout that came out. Mm. It's like 450, 500 milligrams mm. of pre- um, caffeine. And taking it over like five hour span or three four hours, that's uh, yeah, yeah that's it's a killer on the body. You just like putting it in the whole time, and then like by the end, I just felt like frazzled, you know, yeah. like, like anxious and you know over caffeinated, but then also no energy. So uh, okay, that's the reason for not having the caffeine. Because I was gonna ask, I was like, I was a bit confused about yeah why you couldn't have the caffeine side of it. Is it because the empty stomach as well? Loki? Well, not necessarily. Like the idea is you want to preserve the caffeinated yeah. gels f- towards the end, because gotcha. then if you're not having caffeine and then you have caffeine. Then it, it like kicks you the jittery feeling. Yeah, well yeah. you well you get more energy. Whereas if you're just going one 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 all caffeine, then it's like you kind of kill that that kick. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. No, no, that definitely does make sense. Did you watch a lot of Nick, Nick Bear before that? Are Mate, you a big Nick Bear fan? No, I, I haven't watched any of his stuff. A lot of people have said I'm I'm liking more. I copy some of his stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's getting ahead of himself. <laughs> the guy goes, you watch a video, he'll be like, yeah, I'm going for a 16 mile run. Like, like 25, 30 Ks, and then I'll go for an hour swim, then I'll do three hours on the bike. <laughs> yeah, Literally like each day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But watch some of his content. You enjoy yeah. uh, what he does. For yeah. sure. I've, no, I've heard of him, yeah. yeah but a lot of educational stuff like you. Mm. It's like about, like literally the guide to become a runner, you know, triathlon, anything. He's just giving like knowledge. Yeah. That's his, that's his form of content. I love that hybrid style of, of training. Like that's, that's very much what I'm into is kind of mm. being able to, to lift weights and, and be strong, have a, you know, 100 kilo bench or plus. Um, 
and then also be able to run a marathon. And yeah, stuff. like a full round athlete rather than yeah. a specific. Just like like health health in general, yeah. I think is is really important to me. I mean, you know, when I was younger years, like eighteen through to twenty two, maybe. I had a big, real big emphasis on just trying to get as big as possible. Yeah. Obviously, I'm, you know, sat there next to Gab. Like, I yeah. can't bloody catch the bloke. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. huge. Sure. So I was, you know, like, once I got through that kind of body dysmorphic mindset um, and I've been able to kind of forget about trying to put on as much size as possible, mm. I'm a whole lot more happier and, and thus healthier. Yeah, for sure. You want to be a full-round happy athlete. Mm. I was going to ask, so obviously you've been pigeonholed into, like, sort of, like, the running guy and whatnot. Mm. Um what got you into the whole running field? You know, because it's, it's one of those things people think, like even myself personally, like it's the last thing that I want to do to have enjoyment when it comes to like sports and whatnot. So like what kick-started you into that field? I think running in general and just going for a run, I had a really negative connotation towards it, especially through playing footy. Yeah. Like being at school, you had the beat test, the 2K time trial. So my idea of running was like super negative. And then I think through COVID and, you know, just like maybe a couple of you know rough weeks in, in terms of stress and, and, and feeling shit. It's like I need to get out and do something and just going for a slow jog really helps that. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what kick-started it for me. And then, you know, looking back, all of my content that I do running on does really well. So it's no surprise that it, it did kind of actually connect and it did do well on social media for me because it's it, it always has. And I don't know, I guess like running just works for me. Mm. Yeah. I think, Jim, like you can literally find a thousand videos on well, beginner workouts. Mm. But then to find the beginner video on running, that's the main thing. People yeah. have no idea. It's like, okay, Jim, push full legs, full body, these couple exercises, running. It's like, do I, I don't have the right shoes. How long should I go for? Um, what's mm. a good time? Am I too yeah. overweight? Um, you know? Yeah. So when you kind of just give just basic instructions to people, it's like, okay, that's somewhere to start from. Yeah, and exactly. that's what probably resonates with a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And, and also like the gym stuff's very kind of – like male dominated young teen kind of young man whereas running is like my grandma started running because yeah, of me it's like yeah, you, anyone can do it so um the, the second you open up an audience like that's as large scale as that then um and you can actually explain it in a, in a palatable format then it seems to resonate with people mm. for sure for sure um how have you dealt with um sort of the the identity side of thing and i want to like obviously transfer this later on to the content creating mm. side of things but combining both um the sorry i've absolutely gone blank <laughs> the identity side yeah yeah, yeah mm. the identity side of being like sort of that running combining with your content mm. like where you all started with that if that makes sense yeah to an extent i mean like yeah the identity of being a runner is like i don't no one really calls himself a runner. Yeah. I'm just realised you you identified as a runner and you've never ran a marathon like <laughs> before this week. Yeah. I know, exactly. Like, Damn, and yeah. the runners hate me yeah. for that. Um, e exactly right. So, like, the identity of being a runner is not necessarily what I, like, w necessarily align with. Mm -hmm. um, running is one part of, of who I am. Sure. It's it, At the moment, it's a big part, but, like, I have so much more, more to offer than, than just running. And, um, yeah, it, it hasn't been too much of a struggle, to be honest. Like, you, you kind of, the people choose it. Like yeah. you don't you don't really pick it. Yeah. You can try and pick it as much as you want, but at the end of the day, if one thing works, then you're kind of gonna have to stick with that and build mm -hmm. off on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and you can like once you build a platform, you can keep building on that. Um, mm. And that's like what I'm trying to do yeah. right now. I think it's more like your content direction. The content that does well is running because it's such a um, smaller market compared to gym videos online. Like you, it's so easy to find gym videos. So obviously, it's it's just a part of your identity, but it's more. Um, it's more about what you produce on your content side of things. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. It, mate, bang on. So it's like, I, I do want to do more gym stuff. I, I'm not trying to show people how to get as jacked as possible. Yeah. Are you a big gym guy? Like, because now if you want to stay in the 70s, obviously you're limited in how much growth. You're not doing the bulking, cutting. Yeah. It's very different. Like a bodybuilder, like six months of the year, bulking, and then they'll cut and then they'll maintain. But for if you want to be running a marathon or running a lot of kilometers, mm. you're not going to be... Bulking through winter. Nah, you I, know? Uh, my, my days of bulking and cutting it are well and truly done, I think. But um, I've found it really easy to maintain size through it and, and strength. Like, I, I generally, as long as I can do, you know, 100 kilos on the bench for 10. And for 10? Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. <laughs> three sets and we kind need of... A, we need to hit a session together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, like the other lifts as well, like... I just want to be able to kind of do that and then also do the running side. Um, mm. But losing size is is I'm not too concerned with. I always know I'm able to get it back pretty quickly. I've got a 
an elite home gym. Like mm. it would be ridiculous if I couldn't get in there and, mm, and train sure. most of the time. Yeah. Do you would you see yourself obviously now he's lifting and running? And then we spoke about Nick Bear before who does the swimming, the cycling. Is that something you'd like to maybe not now, but in the future? It's like okay, I'll do a couple more marathons and then maybe like a triathlon, maybe at something else. What are you, like an Ironman? Yeah, these are things like like a five year, ten year plan. Have you thought about mm. those kind of things? Yeah, absolutely. I think like. Ironmans, um, trail running's pretty big as well. Um, all, all of that sort of stuff. I, I love pushing myself and I love kind of getting to those like mental depths that I was in that, that marathon. Um, but I think more like just in general for my, my content and for what I want to do in, in the fitness industry, I suppose, is just like helping more people. It's like I get such a kick out of seeing people using my advice and then like implementing it in their life. You know, mm. like this running stuff's been incredible in that like, I've had thousands of messages of people saying they started running. And then it's like, not only I'd see the message like, oh, I started running because of you. And then, you know, three months later, I just did my first like half marathon. Uh, that, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's more my direction. Um, and yeah, I want to keep challenging myself and pushing myself, but I'm certainly not trying to be an Olympian. Yeah. yeah. Did you have someone that you looked up to sort of into that field? You know how like now you've sort of started like a movement, I guess, within Australia, within... I don't know, Melbourne here specifically, mm. where guys can look up and say, hey, yeah. I can call you Louie now, yeah? Yeah, we're, yeah. We're mates, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they can say, yeah, I've, I've watched Louie growing up. This is that year. He inspired me to get into run. Did you have that sort of person? Especially even with, like, the mental toughness side of things. Mm. Yeah, I've been asked this a little bit lately. Because when I associate runs, mental toughness, there's only one guy that comes to my mind. Mm. Who is it? Goggins. Yeah, David Goggins. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, to be honest. Yeah. I, I guess... Um, like I, I come from a bit of a footy background. I was I was all right at footy, not not amazing, yeah. um, but good enough to play like in senior footy and, and sure. like most of my life. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely loved the way like Ben Cousins played and and like that gut running side. Mm. So I guess as a as a kind of someone to emulate off in terms of fitness, I, I quite like the way he went about it. But there's not really anyone um, in the fitness scene that's kind of driven me or has inspired me necessarily. I think I get more inspiration from friends and family, from some of my followers. Um, my dad's always been really big on like, stop looking yourself in the mirror and go and fucking help someone. Yeah. You know, like that, that's always been a big thing for him. And, you know, he's not like degrading me by any means, but yeah. like try and help more people. So in, in terms of inspirations, yeah, I'd, I'd say dad and, and probably mum in there as well. Yeah. Um, but there's not really any like particular individual in the fitness yeah, industry. And what I've realized, like even until this day, like the AFL, like social media realm, it's kind of like... There's a niche there. They're not really fond of people being very active in social media. Mate, great pickup. I'm very surprised. It is disgusting. Like yeah. I, I used to, I made um, footy content for a year there, a couple of years ago, and it it was just brutal. It, flopped, like, yeah. it was just horrible. Yeah. Like the comments were were so rough. I'd go out and play, and and I'd have like some. 50-year-old mum of 20 screaming over the sidelines, just like yeah. hurling the most ridiculous wow. abuse. Mm. And it's like, why am I even doing this? Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just doing this to try and help younger kids. I'm not trying to get anyone into the AFL necessarily. Yeah. Um, so I put a stop to that straight away. But my housemate, Tom, from Prime Train, yeah. he... He's so great with it. Like, he cops it so much. I don't know how he deals with it. I don't know how. He, honestly, there's times I kind of knock on his door like, you're good, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, saw yeah. that video yeah, and all the comments. Everyone, yeah. um, but the AFL world is is toxic. And, and I, I've, I've heard things about, you know, um, AFL clubs not liking us. Mm -hmm. Particularly, oh, wow. like, myself, that Tom, much? Gab. Like, just hatred towards it. So, mm -hmm. like, unless the, the, the mindset is unless you're playing at the top, then you're not allowed to post about it. Mm. For sure, yeah. Then even if you're playing at the top, would they want you posting about God, it? God, no. So but it's like, good luck. But yeah, at least like it's a lose-lose. Christian Petrarca is starting to post stuff now, um, you know, that game day kind of get ready with... Oh, On TikTok, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. which, which I think is really good. Day in the life and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think that opens it up. and, um, But yeah, mate, the, well, the AFL world's... Yeah, it's disappointing, like man. Yeah. yeah. And the AFL world needs it as well. Like I remember I was watching Gideon, um, what's his name, Tom Mitchell's podcast the other day. Yeah. Um, and he speaks about like the disparity between like the NBA and like mm. the AFL. It's like almost, I wouldn't say cult-like because I'd say it's sort of like disrespectful, but almost they haven't taken it to like that next level mm. and it's something they've known so long. So they're so comfortable with that, mm. that sort of method as well, you know? Yeah, I think it's very like culturally Australian as well. Yeah. Just like knock, knock people down straight away. And 
I've done it before, no doubt, but it's that tall poppy syndrome where it's like if someone's doing something different or doing something better than you, then you've got to tear them down as, as quick as you can. And like, man, I, I know starting nine to five with Gab, it's just like we we didn't have support and, and we had no support until we had kind of like made it, like, and yeah. you know, making it like what do you define as making it but <laughs> until we were somewhat like yeah. legitimate in yeah. in the field and until we had people coming up to f- to us for photos then it was like embarrassing to be associated with us yeah till you started building traction because it's easy to hate at the start not hate but also mm. have sort of some like or just be a little yeah there's a bit of pessimism there as yeah well, you know because it hasn't had something to grow to sort of fruition you know what mm. I mean? compared to once it starts to build that traction it's like it's like because there's a youtuber you know you guys know chunks yeah it's like when Chunks from the Somali community, when he first started, yeah, which is niche community and all that kind of stuff, going on to YouTube was such a scene as a big thing. And no one wants to claim you in your early days. Yeah. But as soon as like you break out and then you start having this collab and all that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, I used to watch you when you had 100 subscribers. Yeah. You know? But in reality, you didn't. You yeah, know what no, I mean? you didn't. But that's where I guess that sort of perseverance and that, that ability to like block out everything and yeah, oh, and like, what's the alternative? Like, what well, I could just be unhappy and wish I did it for the rest of my life. Well, yeah. No, I'm gonna have a crack, and I think that's why, like, the power of social media, especially in the last five years, especially with TikTok and stuff. It's like it's so good for that because there's so many people who are putting themselves out of their comfort zone. You know, I get so many messages, um, especially from like old family friends and stuff. I've had six to ten of people who I knew you know like in in a past life and they've just been like kind of watching me through the social media stuff and they start messaging me like i love what you do like how can i do it mm-hmm. well you just have to start like there's mm-hmm. there's actually not a blueprint yeah it's going to be difficult it's going to be tough and it's hard to you know for instagram let's say it's hard to go from posting going out content you know getting dressed going yeah. getting on the pierce to like this is how to run a 5k yeah, like mm-hmm. there's no way to soften that mm-hmm. it's yeah. same same with podcasting i'm sure you guys have noticed it as well oh, yeah. like oh when you start your first podcast, like, well, hang on, you can't just do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah. before you even start, sorry to cut you no, off, there's right. like, in your head, there's a million and one things that would go wrong, mm. you know, but until you start, then you can sort of like figure your way throughout it, you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas when you haven't started nothing, it's just problems that just yeah. come to your mind straight mm. away. We're all, all going to die one day. Yeah. Well. I think in Australia, one thing we can see, like even you guys starting a podcast a couple of years ago, the same with us, there's not like a blueprint here in the Australian community, it's like, okay, hey, this guy's, a, you know, he's he's made it yeah. successful making YouTube videos, podcasts or whatever it is. Even though it's all new, it's not an Aussie culture thing where it's like, hey, okay, let's, you know, like in London, mm-hmm. in America, it's just the most common thing. Like you yeah. can literally walk the streets of London and you'll see some guy with a GoPro vlogging. Sure, I've yeah. walked the street, uh, we went to some restaurants vlogging. Yeah. They start giving us free food. Yeah, they start treating nice. us differently. Best thing ever. And I'm like, man, it's just not common here. You know, For like sure. you could see people's like, we've done it in the gyms before. We see people coming and waving like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, I've been at this gym for three years. No one's ever spoken to us. Yeah. We pull out a camera yeah. and yeah. To, it's like, it's a new and exciting thing for yeah. people here in Australia, but it's yeah. not like, how often do you go to a gym and see people recording? Not at like, all. You see you the know. girls recording and then you, you got to be careful later there. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get away from the tripods. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> Dangerous, man. Lose your job. But also on top of that, riding on top of that as well, Pause. But um, the other thing is, it's a niche market, especially in like Melbourne. Like, if you try something, you know, everyone wants to see someone. Uh, like, as much as people say, "Oh yeah," like the negativity and the pessimism with it, mm. it's like a niche market, so it's bound to succeed. You yeah. know, and that's the other thing is, like, compared to like what I've said with LA and all that kind of stuff, it's like everyone's an influencer, mm. everyone's a content creator. You know what I mean? So now you're battling against everyone. When in reality here in Melbourne, it's just you and you, essentially. Yeah, and use it to your advantage. Like, yeah. how good's that? For Step sure. out. Like, there's there's so much more opportunity then. There's there's more of the pie to have. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like it can have a no- negative connotation of like, oh, it's not accepted. It's not good in Australia. Well, it's going to be easier. Like, you, you're going to cop it for a little bit, but it's a lot easier to be recognised. It's a lot easier, you know, to, like, be known as the gym person or as the running guide or as, as whatever you want, like... You can step out and, and be, it, be it. How did you feel when you started getting your first um, brand deals? Because obviously, like, I've seen a couple of things and I'm like, man, that's actually, like, just the idea that, like, Brooks or Gymshark or whoever is, like, sending me clothes that I don't have to pay for. That just seems, like, yeah. sick. How is that, like? Oh, mate, it's it's unreal. I So, I mean, I've, I've had brand deals before prior to, like, um, properly blowing up, mm-hmm. um, especially through 9 to 5 and stuff, and it's just, like, little ones here and there. And then I'd, I pretty much signed with the manager and then that kind of month, started doing the running stuff, picked right up. So I was in the hot seat to be able to capitalise on that following as much as possible. 
Um, so when uh, when you're getting brand deals in, and my manager's calling me, "Hey, mate, we just signed with Gymshark. Like, congratulations!" Like, Gymshark is big, man. yeah. And then Gym like Brooks and, as well. well is it actually like protein. signed, or they send you some product? Because I know the Gymshark like I'll get paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Damn, my, yeah. Um, That's crazy because so not a lot of Aussies like that. Like we have Zach Perna here in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, one of my f- one of our friends in Sydney, he got some clothes sent over to him. He started doing. He's been in the fitness uh, influencer, yeah. fi- fitness content creation as well. Yeah. Um, game for a while. It's like it's it's crazy to think. You know, it's good for Aussies to be at that level. Yeah. You know, it, and it also actually like you need to have your head screwed on with it because brands will take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Like these brands have such deep pockets. They yeah. should be paying you very well because you're doing so much yeah. as promotion and, you know, shout out to Brooks and, and Gymshark and my protein and all of my sponsors because they've looked after me very well. Yeah. Um, and they back me in, in what I can do for their brand. So it's like, you see these smaller creators and it's like, Hey man, I'll give you a, a, a protein shaker for 20 stories, a reel and a fucking post. Yeah, and yeah. these guys are like, yeah, that it, sounds great. They just free. dedicated their yeah. all their whole page to it. And it's like, for what, man? Like that, mm. that shaker costs them 30 cents to make and yeah. they just send it out to you and you mm. get to, and you're posting. So um, like shout out to Gab. That's where he's been really good. He's educated a few different people and like, like knowing your worth in this industry is really important because it's full of cowboys. It's, there's not really much legislation there's not like a, a set deal when you have this amount of followers, mm-hmm. you get paid this much. Yeah. It's your hustle and it's how brutal you are to brands. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a two-way street, I guess, as well. You know what I mean? It's like help, scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Yeah, exactly. they need it as much as you do. You know, you're exposing mm-hmm. them to a certain niche that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, exactly. do you have brands you'd like to work with? Like you'd love to reach out to them? Because obviously like even shoes, like Brooks are very good for shoes. You know, you, you rate them a lot. Gymshark is like, after that, it's like Nike and Adidas, you know? Obviously, that's like a dream. Yeah. Is there things like you'd love to do? Yeah, mate. I'm, I'm kind of stacked at the moment. <laughs> I don't have any more room for other brands. That's but a yeah. very good problem. <laughs> well, it's a good, <laughs> it's it's a good, good problem to have. Um, I've had a bit of a relationship with Apple, um, which is good. I'd love to really build Apple on that. Apple, man. Um, but they are an incredible organization. Like, they... Oh, I don't know how much I can say here, but they do not give a shit about, like... You're either with us or you're not. Yeah. Like oh, okay. we don't care about rates or anything. You can wear our stuff if you want. Yeah. That's great. But if not, we don't care. You can talk shit about it. We don't care. Yeah. Like they are so big that they're not like sending you contracts where it's like you got to do this, this, and this. Um, four posts this day. They're just like, yeah, you can have product and do whatever you want about it. Mm. But like, I'd love to have more involvement with big tech companies mm. like that. Um, are you big into your tech? No, yeah. not really, but I okay. like Apple. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, good enough. Like, <laughs> it's like, imagine they give you iPads every year, laptops. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And they're yeah. getting expensive, man. Yeah. How much is the new Apple Watch? Like, No idea. I reckon, what, two grand, two and a half? Yeah, yeah. yeah as much as a, as a phone. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Much. Yeah. It's Hang on a second. You're not subscribed. Can you do me a favour? Run that mouse or your finger to the bottom there. Click that subscribe button. Turn on that notification bell as well. Thank you. Crazy. Sure. Yeah. I want to go back to the the whole like sort of start with the content creating side of things. Mm. Um, so first of all, the nine to five name. Could you double into that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, well, Gap, <laughs> like it's probably not as deep as, as what people kind of think it is. Yeah. But we, you know, 2020, Gap was on exchange. I was just at home and um, we were like texting furiously. Like I was so passionate about gym. So is he, yeah. I wanted to do like an apparel side. He wanted to do gym programming. We're like, why don't we just come together and create it? Yeah. He got back from exchange pretty much the day he landed. We registered the business. Oh, we, we brainstormed a few names and nine to five fitness was like the one that was free on, yeah. online. It's like no one else has taken that. We did nine to five fitness because it was like, um, like we wanted it to be for like the everyday person in a nine to five job make gym and that kind of thing like accessible for them yep. um so that's kind of where it came from but it, it's not like yeah it doesn't have that much yeah it's not that much depth to it yeah, but yeah. It, not that much it's, it is a per, it is a good name though because it just suits everyone it's like i work nine to five i have a mm. busy life it's pretty much like how to stay healthy we uh, you know balancing a yeah. busy life because i thought i interpreted when i when i first obviously seen the podcast and the name i was like because we were having a conversation about this the other day and on like our let's chat episode talking about the whole concept of like getting out of the rut and doing things like specifically for yourself so i thought it related back to that concept where it's like being able to work do what you want mm. and like love it at the same time you yeah know? um how old were you when you started it by the way i think i was um 21 when yeah. when i when we started it yeah, yeah um and such babies i thought i was such like a mature <laughs> old man 
like we just had no idea <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is great and it's kind of you know like that like the the first to do it is is generally going to go pretty well like we we're in it together so it's like well let's just crack in like yeah. i don't care if we get all this hate and stuff um and and we were able to do it so but yeah looking back we were such yeah. kids exactly. there's a I blessing in being naive yeah, yeah. but you look back at like six months ago and you're like yeah like we on the podcast like shouldn't have said that i disagree with that opinion yeah. that's just the normal thing of you know getting older um, but one thing that we often talk about, because we try to get guests on a lot of our episodes, and I know you guys like to do the same thing, it's because we sometimes, it's like the imposter syndrome. Like, should I be speaking about this? You know, like, obviously you look at, everyone going to only judge their physique for themselves, but it's like, should I be talking about fitness when I can get some jacked bodybuilder that's got the ideal physique yeah. to come speak about it? And sometimes we have that like, oh, I'm not the right person to speak about it. I should only get someone else, you know, because we mm. think I'm a, like a six or seven out of ten. You know, to like my peak level, you know yourself, Louise, like, okay, I want to be this and I'm not there yet. Did you ever get those thoughts like, hey, I'm not um, the best version of myself yet, so maybe I shouldn't be making content? Or were you like, let's, let's show someone the journey? Because mm. a lot of gym guys, they already have the perfect body. And then they start posting videos. Like, I know you yeah. like Mike Thurston. It's like, if you saw him yeah. when he was, you know, younger yeah. and you watched him on his growth, it would be very different than seeing him have that body now. Yeah, it's a, a great point. I mean, of course, I've, I've felt like I've questioned myself the whole way through. I'm human. Um, but I think long gone are the days of that, like, robotic influencer where it's, like, the most perfect person. Um, they get up at 4 a.m. every day. They have their, you know, like, raw egg shake and then yeah. get into a four-hour gym session. And then, you know, like, those days are over. It's, it's not relatable. People don't actually connect with it. Mm -hmm. um, so... I think when I understood that, like, people, I can affect lives um, in, in a way, whether that's in, in regards to my physique or in, in regards to training, like, I can still be someone's goal. Um, and you're talking to that audience. Like, I, I'm not trying to affect the bodybuilding audience. I'm not trying to show someone how to get to Mr. Olympia. But I do want to show people how to be more fit, happy, and, and thus healthy. healthy. Mm. I think that even for us, like we find it difficult because sometimes we go to the gym and we're like, are we training like a bodybuilder or training like an athlete? I know you had mm. Coach Yui on and you're asking these type of questions. And I think that's where maybe you're trying to just come from like functional, everyday athlete. Yeah. You know, it's like, I love being healthy. Mm. Doesn't mean I want to make the AFL. Yeah. Or I want to make whatever it is, the A-League. But it's like, I still want to be the, a peak version of myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly, so, exactly right. And, and you can't like... There's no, like, humans are fluid. Like, we're changing, we're dynamic all the time. It's, you're not just going to put yourself in one box and be it. Like, I went from trying to put on as much size as possible in kind of that bodybuilding vibe to just trying to be athletic. And now I just want to be healthy and, and happy. Mm. And, you know, I my my process is not kind of one-dimensional. I'm trying to do a whole lot of different things and that's consistent with, with humans as well. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a well-balanced approach, mm. you know. Um, what type of podcast do you like to listen to? Are you because you 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 have your own, you had nine to five mm -hmm. you have your own podcast you've been on podcasts before so I wanted to know what type of I'm a I'm a huge Joe Rogan lover I, I, I you know I could sense that from a mile away <laughs> really no yeah. no there is no offense I love yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan I think we all love Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah. as well of course um I don't know but you just get the gauge sometimes Mate. you know some people you just yeah you can sense it you know what I mean? I love the way he goes about it favorite um, guest oh favorite guest. See, it changes because, like, I love a lot of Theo Von stuff with him. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love Theo Von's yeah. podcast as well. It's just like a more chilled kind of vibe. Sure. Um, favorite guests, though, did any yeah. spring to mind? I, I, have, I definitely have, like, I sort of have a top three. Mm. It, it depends also, like, what vibe of because he's so he covers like literally everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, episode wise, it would probably have to be Matthew Walker mm. up there. Oh, great episode! So, yeah. Matthew Walker. Joey Diaz, Uncle mm. Joey. Love Joey, yeah. Definitely. Um, and then my third one. No, I didn't have a top three. <laughs> it's Nabal one. Yes. Oh, Nabal Rabakan. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great as well. Oh, you know him? Yeah, well, I've listened to the podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. I love it. Who was he first? Oh, the Michael Walker. Mate, I, I reckon that, that podcast stressed me out. For yeah. I, I lost sleep over that podcast. <laughs> it's like you're getting Alzheimer's if you're not getting <laughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get to sleep. I listen to podcasts before I go to bed. It's my favourite thing to do is like Same, yeah. put it on a podcast, have the 30-minute timer, mm -hmm. click it on and, and just lock in. But um, I've been listening to First Things First with Mike Thurston. Like he's got okay, a new yeah. podcast, had some really good guests on, and he's actually such a talented podcast host. Yeah. Um, and then also like the diary of a CEO, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Pretty, always nice. good. But so some of the episodes, I, you know, I'm not 
same with Joe Rogan. Like, I, I can't listen to all of them because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. so they're, they're it's, often it's like stand up comedians, which I love stand up comedy, but it's a hit or miss. Yeah. Is there a reason why you listen to them at night time as you go to sleep? Yeah, probably because I just don't want to face my thoughts, hey? But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I, I just like having something to listen to when I'm going to bed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find it, it's it's easy for me to switch off, especially in like the world of social media. And it's like I'm on my phone yeah. a stupid amount. I'd hate to see my screen time. Um, so it's like you're comparing, you're doing all this stuff just before you go to bed and it's like to switch off, I you know, prefer to. Have you told anyone and they've told you that's kind of like psychotic? Um, no, but I, I can feel that it yeah. is, that mm. it's unhealthy. Has, have you? No, because I do the exact same thing. And every mm. time I tell someone, they're like, first of all, isn't it too loud? Like I even remember <laughs> we were like in <laughs> Sydney and then after we all sleep, we're sharing the same room. Yeah. I wasn't going to say what I was going to say before, but um, <laughs> we're all sharing the same room. And then it's <laughs> like... bunk beds. Yeah. And then like, I'd have to be listening to something before I go to sleep. Yeah. But then after over time, I've realized like, it's good because that's where like I consume most of like my information that like that period of time. But also you don't get that like empty mind, that ability just to like let your thoughts like run out type mm. of thing. Yeah. Because um, mm. also when I'm driving, I'm listening to something. Mm. As I'm going to sleep, I'm listening to something. And in between the day and you know what I mean? So yeah. It's, it's it's probably not like, hell, it's, it's probably good to just confront your thoughts. Um, not that I also have bad thoughts either. Do you yeah. get what I mean? I'm it's the same though. Like yeah. I never, like I, even if it's a three minute drive, I'm playing something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like to. my wife, she's like, nah, she'll go. She goes, I drove 40 minutes to work today. Yeah. I said, did you play a podcast? She goes, nah. Oh, I'm thinking you're minutes. crazy. See, peace, you're not, mate. I'm like, that's, that's, that's a waste <laughs> of 40 minutes. That's funny. I was like, bro, I sent you a podcast. Listen to it. I think it's kind of psychotic people that could drive without listening to nothing oh yeah. it's crazy you know but then I gonna it's probably their internal monologue I think the same for running yeah. how do you run and not listen to anything yeah. I know it's therapeutic I but no, it's, like, not. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. it's not nice it's not nice but it's better for like pace and stuff you can bring your heart rate down but I'd much prefer to listen to mm. something but maybe for like if you're just someone who's gonna go for a 2-3k run mm. you're not really thinking about pace too much you're just like hey I wanna get fit yeah mm. to listen to it then. yeah absolutely yeah, like, that's for fine sure. What are some tips that have made running, or let's go back to that running conversation real quick mm. as well, that have made the ability to run like easier, like overcoming sort of the resistance type yeah. of thing? Um, so the biggest one for me is like, it's called like an 80-20 split. If you're trying to run longer distance, then um, instead of like going flat chat the whole time and trying to run as fast as you possibly can, it's actually scaling it back and, and running to your heart rate. So most of us have like a, a smartwatch or access to something that can measure your heart rate. Um, and doing like 80% of your runs at a slow, lower heart rate um, and a, for a longer distance. Like that's just going to infinitely scale your fitness. It's like building your aerobic base and that'll allow you to run for further and longer and eventually faster. So that's that's like a – that is the main one. That's kind of what I've been preaching, yeah. um, you know, during this all, all this running content. Yeah. What else has helped? I think um, – What like about prior running? to the running? Like as mm-hmm. you're – like let's just say you're having a lazy day. Mm-hmm. You don't want to run. Or you're not in that feeling, you know, you're not going to be perfect, 100% energetic every single day. Mm. Is there like sort of um, a ritual or routine that you do before you start getting into running? Yeah, I, like the old saying is just like put your shoes on. Yeah. Like just, just you just got to get out there. Um, I mean, one I do if I really can't be bothered is like, right, I'll just go for like a 4K run, which like for me is... is quite easy yeah. and and just you know for, for other bit that that may be just <laughs> yeah. go for a 1k walk or just go for just do something just get outside essentially mm-hmm. um and then once you get going you actually you find you you get into your, your your groove and you always run further so like you almost have to trick your brain into it just like all right i'm just going to get out and do a 1k run or a, a run 1k walk and then you will work into it eventually mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like negotiating itself taking it easy with itself yeah exactly but, it's yeah. and you know I get a lot of questions regarding like motivation. Uh-huh. Like, oh, how are you so motivated? Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm more disciplined than I am motivated. So it's like rely on discipline over motivation because you're not always going to have motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm. How do you, you – so you're still playing footy till this day, right? I, I signed at Wangaratta out with Tom um, and then did a full pre-season and um, got all this running stuff blew up. Sponsors just it would had to make a big decision, big decision, yeah. a tough decision as well. Um, is it your first year not playing footy? First year, not oh playing man, yeah. Then how is it then? How is it Sucks. not playing? Yeah, I, I the weekends it. are different. Yeah, it's it's not the way it's more like when I'm training for, for running and stuff, 
I just want to compete with someone. Like I've been competing my whole life on the weekends. Um, so if I'm going for a four, 5K run, I'm like kind of hoping someone comes up and bumps me or like talks shit <laughs> yeah. to me or, or the, you know, 50-year-old across the fence is Some sort of challenge. Me. Yeah, like I, I want more. Um, so I've, I've really missed that side. But like it's Would just... Would you play resis or anything? Thirds just for fun? Nah, well, oh. it's just as risky. Like Injuries? It's, it's, yeah, the, yeah. The risk, if I do an ACL, yeah, then I can't footy, yeah. run. Mm. Um, that's all your content for, gone yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone content. now what <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly get a show rehab back to running yeah, yeah. exactly um, start up the OnlyFans then <laughs> um, but nah I think um, I, I want to get back to footy but I don't know I've, I've been I said after the marathon maybe I'll go and try and play a few games yeah. I might still do that but um, it's not looking like it to be honest because I'm curious mm. to like see how to incorporate running into sp- competition as well because I I play soccer now. I got back into it after two years. I'm trying to implement your running, but I'm trying to figure out where to put it, whether it's re- running for recovery, whether it's for my fitness training. Because obviously with sport, you want to do interval training. That's mm, like yeah. that's a lot better. But then where do you fit the like the long distance running? Yeah, well, what I mean, it's it, that that's hard. Like yeah. that's that's really difficult. I if I was playing a season right now and I was still trying to run, I'd probably try and fit it in somewhere and do like some low, lower impact stuff. I love actually after a game of footy, uh, let's say I play on a Saturday, on a Sunday actually going for a run, really slow jog. It's really good for recovery, like low heart rate, just get blood flow. Obviously, if you're not like completely beaten up, yep. but if you can get out and do something. So that's when I'd run and then, you know, what, training on a on a Tuesday and Thursday, let's say, try and I'd be able to fit a run in on the Wednesday. But you have to weigh it up and – you need to have done the right work in the gym to make sure your body can mm. like withstand that much load. So mm. what's your what's your gym schedule looking like with the running? Um, yeah, well, I'm training most days in the gym. It's probably five five to six days a week. Okay. Um, I just do an upper lower split that's pretty chill. Like I've I've brought the volume back a little bit. Just mainly um, compound exercises. Yeah, mainly compound yeah. exercises. Um, but it's it's nothing amazing at the moment. I I got to get back into it and really yeah. crack it. I'm keen to crunch the gym a whole lot more now that I've done this marathon. Do you do any knees over toes? Do you know knees over toes? Yeah, I do. I, I do know. Do yeah, stuff? I haven't, no. Okay. Apparently it's quite good though. Yeah, just because I hear, obviously you're, uh, you've recently got into running, but they talk about um, longevity and talk about um, the difference between like an athlete or you say even like um, someone that just goes gym for strength and conditioning and a runner and they say joints, you know, injuries, wear and tear for runners are like the worst yeah. compared to everything. Obviously, it depends on how many miles you put in your feet. You know, if you actually go gym, a lot of runners might not do the gym strength and conditioning with it. But that's where like knees ever toes talks about that longevity mm, and care of your joints. Absolutely. And I, sh- I probably should be doing more mm. in regards to that. I think the, like in general, I have access to a lot of good physios and stuff. And like, if you can build up the correct muscles around your legs, around your knees and stuff, then, or, you know, your calves and your quads and hammies and so on you're generally going to be okay. Um, and then also actually looking at form, like form is really big. So in running, it's like you have what's called cadence. So how many steps, let's say you're fitting in in a metre or in 10 metres. It's like the more steps you can do, obviously the shorter your stride is, uh, the better it is for your body. So like okay. actually increasing cadence is, is a good way to do it. So looking at form is a big one. I know for me, like I go play soccer, indoor soccer, outdoor, two hours, amazing. Don't feel anything, it's easy. I go running and I've been trying to go for runs. I'll be like 1K in, my calves start hurting, my yes. quads start. It's like these joints that I've never felt any pain when I go play sports. And then as soon as I go for runs, I start feeling everything. Yeah. I think it's just a more of a mental thing. Yeah. Like I'm oh, in my own head. I'm waiting for something to happen to be like, hey, you know, why don't I take it easy today? Yeah, potentially. And it does take time. Like you've got to build up your body slowly. Um, so, but it, it could be mental as well. Um, but running is so brutal on your body. Like there's no doubt about it. Yeah. So... You prefer running on tracks, is it like or around the footy oval, anything no. grass? Or do you I don't mean, really care? Like for my body, it's probably better to be running on grass, um, but I can't be bothered doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the running doing laps around the footy yeah. oval, yeah, like nightmare <laughs> fuel. I, yeah. I think, uh, like, and you want quick times as well. You get on Strava and stuff. It's like you get into that Strava culture of just trying to get quicker and quicker and post about it. So, running on road works. Yeah, the best. true, true, true. Okay. I want to bring it back to the, uh, the 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 social media side of things just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because you started getting into, if I'm not wrong, into the content creating space as, I guess, TikTok blew up and whatnot. Mm. How much has TikTok helped you over, I guess, your career so far? Mm, yeah, hugely. Um, yeah. Especially early days with 9 to 5 and stuff. It's like everything. Yeah. Um, posting on TikTok just gave us followers, made us legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and this really was during COVID as well, yeah? community. Yep. Yeah, yeah, during COVID. So, um, 
and we were pumping out like six videos a day, three each uh, onto oh, the same account, and it was just that's not easy. it was yeah. flying. Um, so yeah, TikTok was fantastic for that. Now I, I can't stand TikTok to be honest. I, yeah. I hate it with a passion. Um, it's so toxic. Like, Why the comments? Yeah, the comments. Yeah, like the the accountability. At, like, there's no accountability to commenting on it because mm, yeah. on Instagram it's connected to. Um, like profiles is connected yeah. to who you are so it's like i could you know if, if john smith is commenting hey it's like well i know it's john smith don't <laughs> yeah. whereas on tiktok it's like user 24879 yeah, it's like a sure. burner account i can't mm. can't compete so yeah. that's kind of i don't really like do you, do you consume tiktok yourself though yeah too much yeah i'd say <laughs> I, do you comment on people like nah. you comment on other runners you guys <laughs> no, I, should, I make burner accounts <laughs> yeah. so bring them down mate <laughs> there can only be one yeah. uh no i don't i don't uh, comment much yeah. yeah but you use tiktok a lot like your screen time is uh, the thing is you have to know it's like a fine line it's like mm. okay my life or my earnings is from this so i have to kind of know what's happening mm. and then eventually it's like yeah i'm just wasting time on it yeah it's yeah. a lot more time wasting than actually like researching for business because like the the trend stuff is very like if i'm doing tiktok me yeah. and charlie d'amelio doing tiktok dances like that doesn't really apply to me but yeah. um i do I, I definitely notice that if I'm like more stressed or like more anxious throughout the week, then my screen time will increase on TikTok because mm. you're just looking for that dopamine release. It's like yeah. TikTok's just easy. You just scroll, mm. scroll. And plus you're you're distracting yourself from the things exactly. that are actually need to be addressed basically. Exactly right? right. I found myself to be doing the same thing as well. Mm. But then it's also like that, I don't know, maybe you can give me a tip on this, but they're like that balance on like not overly consuming it as well, mm. you know, because... I can't live without it, I'll be honest, you know. Like, I, there's some people that can live without it, but I enjoy it too what much. What about, like, three years ago when you went on it? No, okay, like, okay, okay. I'm a different person. Honestly, yeah. I wonder that myself sometimes because I deleted it. Like what did I do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm wondering the exact same thing. Like, three years ago, I wasn't on it. Mm. So was I just flipping between YouTube and Instagram the whole time and yeah, Twitter? Yeah, I was doing that, yeah. You mm. know, it's like, it, it doesn't make sense. But it's one of those things, I guess it all comes down to, like, discipline. You yeah, know? yeah, it, it is discipline. And... I think you should like you should be able to recognize. Oh, I've been on this for too long, and bloody get off it and, and yeah. do whatever you want. My issue, like, it's my full time. Like, I can literally do whatever I want during the day. To yeah. be honest, I, I that must feel good, I, man. Yeah, well, it, it's great, but it's um, I could just sit there on TikTok all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, I don't, but like that's where the discipline comes in. Like, the accountability no, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, go to bed, turn the phone off. Yeah, what are mm. you doing? For sure. And plus as well, like, because you're not, like, guess, reporting to, like, a manager, there's not someone mm. overseeing you. You can have, like, all that free time to yourself. It's like, what do you do with it? Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it's very easy to do nothing. But um, I would feel shit at the end of the day if I yeah. did that. Mm. Yeah, what sure. do you like to fill your time with then? Oh, it's very fitness-based at the moment. Um, so, like, all, all fitness stuff. I love, like, off time is, like, hanging out with mates. So, it's just, like, I've got a couple of mates and we can literally – sit around i could sit kick it with them for two weeks and literally just sit on a couch talking to them so yeah doing stuff like that i always go out for dinner with them or like we go and get yochi and stuff so that's like that's me at my best kind of thing um and then just working during the day which is it's very like content based so i'll, I'll do fitness and then the second half of the day is, is editing that content mm. um there's a lot of brand stuff in the middle mm. there as well and then i've also got to like um you know do all this like i'm doing this free programming for sunday run and and you're kind of talking to other businesses as well for future stuff. So mm. that's kind of you spend a lot of time doing editing. A fair bit, yeah. Yeah, probably three, four hours a day. Yeah, thereabouts. How did you learn to edit? Was it YouTube videos? Nah, just on, just figured it out myself. To be honest, like yeah. just you might have to growing. teach our editor. He's a bit sloppy. Sloppy, but nah, he's good. He's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. It's not on, on. Like, I'm not editing on the computer. I just on my phone. Like, yeah, mm. videos po posted content. More yes. time consuming though. Yeah. Yeah, it is time consuming and it's like, it's not only like I'll edit videos for, you know, let's say a brand, for example, um, they'll pay me to like make content for their, their page. So I don't actually have to post it on mine. Um, yeah. So stuff like that. Do you, what's your thoughts on, um, not your thoughts on it, but like the importance of like collaborating with other like content creators as well? Mm. Because obviously it's kind of hard here when there's not many people out there or you're probably not looking hard enough. But how much has that helped you collaborating with other people in your field, in your industry? Yeah, I think it's like whether it's it's helped me like to an extent, it hasn't been negative at all. Yeah. Probably hasn't like launched my career by any means. But what it does do is gives you connection to people who are in the same boat as you. Yeah. So like meeting up with, with Tom, with Prime Train, um, it's like that's another person who's doing exactly what we're doing. So 
that's a whole lot nicer because you have someone to connect with over that. Like my friends who aren't in content, like they don't really understand what I, well, they understand what I do, but like they don't understand what I go through to, to do yeah. it. They don't understand, you know, like the loneliness side to content creation. It's incredibly yeah. lonely. So yeah. like um, having people in the same industry, it's just good to be able to talk about things. Yeah. And generating ideas and stuff to bounce off. Cause you'll get times where you have no ideas come to your mind. Correct. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do in a moment like that? It's like, it would help if there's other people around you. Yeah, exactly. Cause right. I know if I'm thinking of like, let's say if I was to think of a podcast idea or something like that, if when I'm on my ones, or if I like, let's just say I'm driving somewhere or something along mm. those lines, it's much harder compared to when I'm in, in an open dialogue with the boys, mm. you know, cause something they would have said would have led to the same direction. It's like, okay, bang, you know, and then like, you know, Teddy, obviously yeah. he's just down the hole and everything. That's one of his like go-to sayings as well. You know what I mean? It's like you're in, it's almost like, what's that saying where it goes, I can't, it doesn't come to my mind, but like we all help each other type of thing. Mm. And it's yeah. like you only grow if the other person grows and yeah, it uplifts it's a, the whole field. a rising tide lifts all rising ships. Rising tide, yeah. yeah. It's exactly right. And there's enough of the pie for all of us to have like have a go, mm. um, especially in Australia because no yeah. one's really doing it. So, um, no, nah, it's, it's been great for that side of it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to know, because now you just said uh, content creation, sometimes there's a lonely side of it. Is uh, these type of things affect your mental health? Is um, it like a... Because sometimes people think you're living the best life. Yeah. And it's like, oh, sometimes even though I might say, oh, Louis is too busy. He's doing all his running stuff. But it's like, really, it's one, two hours a day. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, um, I mean, yeah, to, to an extent. I've got such like a, a great family, a great like group of a support network around me that, you know, affecting my mental health, health probably it sounds a little bit like more than what it is. But I guess it does. Like you, I'll, like you'll do a whole day of like just being on your own. You're out filming, then you go home, you're editing. Um, get a few hate comments and that's yeah. like I'm, I, I live out of, out of home as well um, and you know I'm not with like Tom and Gab the whole time like yeah. we do our own thing so it you do get to the end of a day or a couple of days and it's like I haven't actually had that much communication with anyone so that side of it is lonely I don't really have colleagues as such um, so yeah it's 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 part of it though like mm. I wouldn't change it for the yeah. world because that's also the thing where like content creation or even just aiming to be an influencer because it's like that study that they show like you ask someone in the US what they want to be the kids and they're like influencer <laughs> and you ask yeah. the kid in China what they want to be yeah. like an engineer <laughs> like what the goals we had um, you know talking about like the life of a influencer have you ever heard of Yes Theory? Uh, yeah that rings a bell yeah they're a YouTube channel there are three guys that they um, aim to just go out of their comfort zone and bring people out of their comfort zone they've done all types of crazy feats there's a guy Matt started it and he was on a podcast recently i sent it to the boys and so he started it 10 million subs massive community around the world and when people ask him he left the group and when people ask him um should i make youtube videos he says no mm. that's the first thing he says and he goes you probably could but it's a small minority of people that it's made for them like that the, your mental health won't get affected. You have thick skin where hate comments and stuff don't affect you. Because there's some people that they'll post videos, but right before the video, they're anxious, they're worried, they're sweating, the, you know, right before a post. And it's a really big thing where it can affect people's mental health. And it's like, that's why it's not for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And like the hate comments alone, it's like... Yeah, I don't know how you do it, bro. If you're going to be fragile, yeah. then, then it's not for you. It, it's yeah. not the industry for you. Because mm -hmm. people are so brutal and yeah. like... There's, there's no accountability to it. So if you can't, if you don't think you can handle it, then it's definitely not going to be for you. But on, on the contrary to that, it's like, I'd, I'd hate to die wondering. And it's like, if you have this, this burning need or, or want to make content, well then, you know, do it. Like, yeah, you and, might and as well try it. Yeah. yeah, if you stop, if you, if it doesn't work out, well, that's fine. Like and you haven't signed a contract for life. And also if you realise a year and you're like, hey, this isn't for me, it's affecting my mental health too much, at least you gave it a try. Yeah. There's exactly. no what if. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, but yeah, I'd, like YouTube's a whole whole new world that I haven't even gotten into. But you've been starting it's posting your own stuff, which brutal. is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I po like I post the podcast stuff on there, but I don't really do like vlogs, vlogs or anything yet. You're going to yeah. do that soon? Oh, I don't think I have it in me yet. Because uh, <laughs> that's something we've wanted to do. It's like workouts with people. Mm. You know, it's one of those kind of things because sometimes you watch the bodybuilders, you watch the athletes and it's like, it's not for the everyday, like a... Uh, mold between all different types of arts mm. so i thought it'd be good we know some people that are like uh into martial arts like some bjj guys some mma fighters we wanted to do some videos with them yeah and it's easier said doing it than like because i know we say do it all the time 
you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But then after we question ourselves, because I've always said like, like I might see myself doing vlogs and all that kind of stuff, but then when you ask yourself out loud, why aren't I doing it? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like you're only there to blame yourself type of thing. Yeah, it's, you know? it's the same as like trying to get a podcast off the ground, isn't it? Or yeah. like even, you know, in a group chat with your mates saying, hey, we should go to Europe or we should go here. It's like yeah. actually making it out of the group chat is, is a whole other yeah. step. Yeah, it um, is, it is. But it comes down to how bad do you want it, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. I've always found it's fantas- uh, fancied the like the digital nomad type of lifestyle, you know what I mean? Because that's also what intrigued me, you know, when we're talking about the nine to five. Mm. It's like, because I couldn't, no, I could never see myself doing like a nine to five or like, and regardless of what nine to five you're talking like, like the prestigious doctors or lawyers and all that kind of stuff. Cause it all goes back down to the idea that like, I want to be free, live my life to like the fullest, mm. you know, but it all goes back down to, I guess, sort of doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. You just gotta, gotta pull the trigger, don't you? I th- that um, like digital nomad lifestyle looks cool. I think yeah. would also get lonely, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like not only are you, lonely from creating content but you're in a whole nother country yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um, but i think it'll be great to do for a year or two for, for sure. sure you traveled much i've done a little bit of travel yeah um looking to do more travel soon so going to south korea soon and then also which is a bit of a random one <laughs> that is very random yeah why is that why yeah, south korea just, we just wanted to do something different and yeah. and it is pretty different and the then south I, korea marathon yeah <laughs> no i think it's quite hot over there yeah. uh, cool though. I'll, imagine I'll, this I'll guy in a picture with all koreans around yeah. 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 Uh, photos, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it'd be good and then after that looking like i might be going to la um with one of my sponsors which would be great and nice. then potentially manchester after that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, it could be good, bro. Branching out, if you can collab with people around there, mm. it's very good to do, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I want to do more travel. I think um, I'm so lucky with, with what I do for a job. Like, I can yeah. pack up and leave whenever, um, yeah. and I need to do more of that. So that's very much um, on the agenda or, or what I want to do going forward. But a few things to sort out first, and then once exactly. I have it all sorted, I'm, I'll mm-hmm. look to do a world You trip. could try, try to go for you. I don't know how it is with Gymshark athletes, but I know they do Gymshark like meetups mm. between yeah. the athletes. If you could ever go to one of those, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Or even the headquarters. The headquarters looks amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, if I'm over in UK, I'll definitely try and tee something up. Um, but uh, like that's that's the great thing about being with a bigger brand, bigger companies like the network. Yeah, the network, and then like they've got headquarters everywhere, mm. and like they can kind of sort you out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So, where does the podcast fit in all this? All this short form content. Mm. So how long have you been doing the podcast now? Your Sunday run. Sunday run. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, short form content. So that's exactly why I needed to do the podcast because everyone's only seen you know thirty second clips of me. They have no idea who I really am. So if you can get them over to longer form, um, then you're able to solidify an audience a whole lot better. So if people yeah. are listening to you talk for an hour every week, yeah. they know everything about you. They're really, really bought into the brand. So the Sunday Run podcast idea just came up with the fact I just wanted to have like my own podcast and kind of do it running based, yeah. um, not have too much kind of like stuff over it. Like I can just do whatever I want with it. Yeah. Um, it's really good though. Like I've, I've got a great community with it and um, we're doing like group runs now and, and all that sort of thing. But I love podcasting. It's it's my favourite thing to do. Like, How's it been um, doing it on your ones, doing it on your own, like piece to camera? Yeah. Because that is a lot different than just having a conversation with your mate next mm. to you. It's pretty daunting. Uh, the, the first couple of episodes are scary because yeah, yeah. you essentially ask yourself a question and then answer it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a weird concept. Yeah, yeah. It's like a um, – but I, I try to take a lot out of Theo Vaughn. He does um, – uh, solo, nice, yeah. yeah, he does. I'm, I'm not quite like he almost gets in tears in his, and like he, yeah. it goes pretty crazy. But like I'm not quite there. But um, I love that like concept and a, a good way to do it. I found was just like put sunnies on. Like, yeah, I saw that. You kind of yeah. hide behind it them a little good bit. good as all, well, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. put the sunglasses on yeah. and just kind of sit there. You got your notes and ask yourself a question and then answer it. But like I've got a producer for my podcast and when he sits in the room, yeah. it's like a little bit more awkward because yeah. it's like I'm talking, he's there, but he's not there. And whereas I did one without him in the room and I was just like so much yeah. more dialed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're locked in as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's really good, man. I really, uh, wish you success for the podcast. Thank you. It'll be very good to see because even like a running based thing, it's it's like Joe Rogan is so diverse. Mm. If you're going to have something that's like uh, specific to running, I saw the guy you got on, um, I forgot his name. He wants to run around the entire oh, Australia. Sean Bell. I was like, <laughs> yeah. man, run that's intense. Yeah. When, when is he planning for that? 
Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I think towards the end of the year, oh, so he's doing a lap around. Australia. Yeah, because there's a guy running. now doing a lap around. Well, not a lap, but he's going from South yeah. Africa to North Africa. Yeah, there's yeah. a guy now. What? Yeah, yeah he's a runner. He's on day like right. 40. He was running through Nib- Namibia yesterday. Yeah. There's like 30 people behind oh. me following. Yeah, Have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, dude. He's an English guy and yeah. stuff. No, I could be wrong. Maybe it's a different. One. <laughs> <laughs> he's zigzagging when he's running. Uh, yeah, no, mate. The world of charity events is crazy. Yeah. I tell you what, that's something I'm never going to do. I guarantee. Ash- I'm not Australia. Across he said Australia. It's going to take him six months. Yeah, who's yeah. sure? Yeah, where's he going to sleep? Yeah. Six months. Wait, is he doing it for a cause? Yeah, he's doing it for charity. Yeah. I think it, um, make a wish for memory. Yeah. Um, but that's like the Ned Brockman effect, who, who ran yeah. across uh, yeah. from from Perth to Sydney, and it just. Blew up, blew up. Like mm. it just, did, it was so good for his brand, and that I think that comes back to who he is. You know, he's just an average Aussie guy. He was working on the job site. You know, he'd put the tools down and then go for a marathon. Like, um, so it'd be hard to emulate that. Um, and anyone else doing a charity run now, it's like yeah. the standards are very high. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not doing that, it's like why are you doing? Yeah, that? exactly. <laughs> it's just like it just keeps going, doesn't it? So yeah. I'd be staying away from That's that. That's crazy. Even yeah. one of our mates in Sydney, he actually did a 100K run mm. and he did it, was it half the run? We was fasting, so he couldn't eat or drink. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know how he did it. I think he- Couldn't eat or drink. I think it was the first half and then this, so up until like, you know, sunset, so about 6, 7 p.m. Mm. And then the rest that night he could consume. But then you think about that- He ran yeah, the whole night. It's yeah. the water. Can he drink water? No, I think. Yeah, water. yeah. That's we, we'll show you his account. Yeah, he's a he's yeah. a gun. Amazing. Yeah. Not even water as well. It's crazy. Mm. Um, going back to the podcasting thing, I just wanted to ask one question. Did you have that strategy about doing the short form combined with um, having that audience mm. um, prior to actually starting, or is that something that you just sort of developed along? As in, in terms of Sunday Run, like having doing short form and then creating yeah. the podcast. Or what came first, the, the the short form content or the podcast? Yeah, the, the short form definitely. Yeah. Um, so so started with the short form. So same with nine to five. Like we started on TikTok, um, and then went to like we were on Instagram as well. And then it was like a bit further down the line. So okay, well we've made all these like shorter videos. Why don't yeah. we actually try and get our personalities out there and become a little bit more more marketable? Exactly. Be, yeah. Like show yeah yeah show that we can converse properly and. We're not just, you know, these idiots behind a screen yeah. for 30 seconds. Because mm. I yeah. think that's also like sort of the stage that we're at right now. You know mm. what I mean? Because I think we've built like a audience somehow. Mm. Um, but it's also gone to like that next level of giving your audience something. Expanding. You know what I mean? So they can mm. follow along with your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, sounds so narcissistic, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah. the world, mate. Yeah. One, I'm going to touch on one last thing. This is a personal thing. Mm. It can be on the podcast anyway. I've got one like, last question after this is all. Uh, just because obviously you just completed your first marathon. One, you completed it last week. There's another YouTuber I know, and it's been a kind of thing. It's like, okay, that can be a mental challenge for myself. Mm. You know, something I'd like to do is complete a marathon. I'll send it to the boys. Um, it's either a marathon or, you know, like the, what, how, um, like those obstacle course, like five, 10 Ks. Tough mudder. Tough, tough mudder. Yeah, and there's yeah, those yeah. kind of ones. Tough mudder's in the mud. I don't know if I can handle <laughs> that. But there's other ones that are out of the mud. Come but on, um, those kind of challenges I'd like look forward to, and I think mm. that'll be a sixth thing to do. Just... For example, someone that can run maybe 5K now, how long do you think the training will be until they can run a marathon? Like, uh, you know, someone who's like not very fit or not even fit at all, really. Yeah. It's like a six-month thing if you're on an average... Oh, less than that, I reckon. Yeah? If you really lock in. Um, I mean, I I could only really do 10Ks before I like started training with the marathon. It took me two months to train for, really. Uh, so you could probably do it in, yeah, four, four months, I reckon. And marathon, you'd recommend people to do it even once in their life. Because yeah. a mental and physical feat, it's like a it's, it's an accomplishment, man. It's cool to be able to say you ran a marathon. Like, That's true. Sounds, yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, really. yeah. It's yeah. it's definitely something I'd recommend. It's it is like it's a really selfish life though. Like if you think about it, you uh, you're able to dedicate all this time to training and like you know you got to be out there like four or five days a week, mm. um, and then there's recovery as well onto it. So you need to be able to dedicate a lot of time to it. So if you are young, um, for those listening, like. You, now is the time to do it. It life is only going to get more and more intense. Wife and kids, so on. Like it's the the, the time is now. Um, but mm. it's a selfish life, and I would recommend doing it if you mm. can. Yeah, it's an accomplishment. It's it's a it's one thing like now in your youth. It's things that tick off. You know, like going to the gym. For example, besides hitting two plates, there's not a lot of accomplishments that make you feel that good yeah, in the exactly. gym. So hit, doing a marathon will be up there. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I need a. Yeah, like a I want to ask about recovery. You just said there. Mm. What's some things you do th- for recovery? Is it just like slower runs? Do you do ice baths? Do yep. you do 
cryo chamber what are you yeah I, the best thing for me for recovery is actually movement i've found especially when i played footy like that was the main thing is the next day going out and actually doing something whether that's just a walk or even a, a really slow jog i find that makes me so much better that that'll kick me on like four days get mm-hmm. me at four days ahead um two big ones obviously sleep as well like staying off the beers if you can after a game or after a big thing um and then that will actually affect your sleep or you'll have good sleep uh, and then also your diet so high protein after a run or after a workout uh that's just gonna my protein what's the code yeah my protein <laughs> is code louis mp um and uh five percent to me like, <laughs> here we go yeah. my new manager i need that, commi- I need that commission there yeah, yeah that's uh, on good. the nutrition topic um i'm always curious to ask our guests this question i haven't asked it in a while um what's your go-to coffee oh uh strong skinny cat nice mm. and second question um if there was one book you'd recommend, yeah, which book is that? Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel. No. I didn't we, expect we, that. We need to go for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Strong skinny cap and Man's Search for Meaning. No, I, I loved that book. I I went through a breakup um, two years ago now. Here Should we go. Bloody, yeah, okay, move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone tune in the podcast. <laughs> now. Uh, and I was rattled by it. She broke up with me, broke my heart. Yeah, um, sure. Best thing to have ever happened to me mm. um, because I was like a young little whippersnapper and then actually kind of formed into a, 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 an adult after that. Um, but reading that book really helped me. And I read it first. I'm not the best reader. So then I listened to it yeah. um, for the second time to really uh, get it in my head. And it taught me great points of um, just like, I'm very lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Life is good. hundred you know. percent. It's one of those books as well that it's like, it's so hard. I find it hard to recommend because mm. of the title. It feels like so cliche. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's just like, you're just chucking it on the person. But what's funny and why I got excited when you mentioned it is because the other day, because I've been on like a reading rut. I haven't read in a while. Mm. And then the other day we were getting a guest on. And then after there was this like concept that I was thinking of that was brought up in the Man's Search for Meaning book. Mm. I went back into it and I opened it up for like the first time in like three years and then it's so nice to see you know the notes not the notes that you leave like the things that you highlighted yeah mm. and then you're curious to ask yourself like what made me highlight, highlight that like mm. in that moment type of thing but there's mm. so many like powerful concepts in that book that might have applied to like let's say Victor Frankl being mm. in the holocaust or whatever but you can apply it to yourself as an everyday person mm. you know like the whole the whole idea of like mentality look like the way you approach obstacles just everything, you know. Yeah, it's it's such a beautiful book. I I would recommend it to anyone. To yeah. be honest, I, it's it's an intense read. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, um, I I like listening to it the second time. I was like, oh my god, this is like yeah. almost a bit morbid. But um, I would, yeah, it's it's so good for growth. Yeah, ten out of ten book. It's the only book that I have in a hardcover as well. Yeah, nice. Like that's how much I like I rate that book. You yeah. Know? yeah. So he yeah. recommended it to all of us. We've read it. Yeah, yeah there was a point it. where I was just recommending. I was like, shut yeah. up, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Just listen. But it's yeah. hard, man, because the thing is, you might rate a book like ten out of ten. You recommend it to someone, and they're like, yeah, it was alright. And yeah. you're like, man, you didn't get uh, the essence of it. Yeah, like, to be honest, yeah. I read it and I didn't, I didn't think much didn't of it really. Like, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't connect with me. That time when you recommended it. Yeah, it, mm. it's probably one of those books and probably is why you read it to you when you're going through that breakup. It's like, it's a time and moment type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like a read where you pick up. It will just be words to you mm. if you can't sort of like resonate with it, you know? Mm. Yeah, 100%. I'm trying to think, what was I going through at that time? Yeah. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> the part two <laughs> breakup episode, that. yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I was going through, but yeah. yeah. Um, any last final questions before... Do you have anything else? No, off no. camera, I'll probably ask some yeah, nutrition questions. I don't want to sound like a geek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. You guys know the drill. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Before we end it, where can they find you? Uh, Louis Phillips 12 on Instagram. 100%. Same thing for TikTok? Same thing for TikTok, yeah. Beautiful. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.